Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. I'm going to title today's message, Calling All Fathers. In the book of Malachi, chapter 4, verses 5 through 6, it's a great prophetic word. It says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. And we see a similar word in Luke chapter 1, verses 16 through 17, talking about John the Baptist. It says, And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him, that's a capital H, being Jesus, in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. What we see here is that the last prophecy of the Old Testament in Malachi chapter 4 and the first of the New Testament in Luke chapter 1 both declare an end-time revival before the return of the Lord. They do not mention anything about large evangelistic meetings, massive outpourings of repentance, or an increase in amazing miracles. This does not mean that those manifestations will not take place. However, they do mention one thing that definitely will. And that is the hearts of fathers turning to the children and the hearts of the children turning to their fathers. Was John the Baptist the Elijah or the prophet in the spirit and power of Elijah to come? Well, Jesus said he was. Then he told us we need to be willing to listen and receive it. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 14 through 15, he says, And if you're willing to receive it, he, being John the Baptist, is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, hear and receive what? Well, we need to pay attention very closely. This is a major key for us to be ready and prepared for his return. Remember, Malachi says, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. And then in Luke chapter 1, it says that John the Baptist will go before the return of the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And a second thing, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. Why? To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. We need to pay attention to these scriptures. We need to pay attention to these prophetic words. And we need to find out what does it mean about fathers turning to their children and children to their fathers as one of the greatest outpourings to make people ready and prepared for the Lord. 
When destruction was coming to Sodom and Gomorrah, three men appeared to Abraham and Sarah. Two of the men were angels, and the third was the Lord himself. And this is out of Genesis chapter 18. The Lord prophesied they would have a child in their old age and be the parents of many nations. Then, as the angels were leaving, they were given instructions by the Lord to inform Abraham about the coming destruction because of a particular attribute that Abraham had. Let's read Genesis chapter 18, verses 16 through 19. Then the men rose from there and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to send them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing, since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? It's interesting. In the next verse, he answers his own question. For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Well, what was the attribute Abraham had that convinced the Lord to warn him about the coming destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah? Well, it was due to the fact that Abraham would command his children and household to keep the way of the Lord. You and I are part of the great and mighty nation or the descendants of Abraham, maybe not by blood, but certainly by faith. Abraham is the greatest evangelist in history of all mankind. He did not do it by large evangelistic meetings or a worldwide TV ministry. He did it at home. Are we in Sodom today? Are we living in days before the destruction of something similar to Sodom and Gomorrah? Do we want to reach the world for Jesus? Do we want to be ready and prepared for his coming? Well, I suggest we start with our households. Therefore, I'm calling this message, Calling All Fathers. Genesis 12, verse 3, concerning Abraham, says this, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Well, in who? In Abraham. Not just the nations, but now we read all families. Why Abraham? Well, because he would command his children and his household in the way of the Lord. We read that in Genesis eighteen nineteen. Concerning the word household, the New Bible Dictionary gives us this definition. There is no word in the Old Testament which corresponds precisely to modern English, in quote, family, as consisting of father, mother, and children. The closest approximation is found in the word bayit, B-A-Y-I-T, that's the Hebrew word, which means house. And it signifies the group of people that are in the house. And it probably came to refer to the dwelling. What does all this mean? It means that evangelism and revival's true beginning focal point is the household. It also means that the leader of the revival and evangelism is the father. In order to reach the world, we need to focus on the household and its all-important leader, the Father. Listen to Romans chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Another translation calls him our spiritual father. And he's the father not only to those who are of the law naturally, but also to us who are of the faith of Abraham. He is truly the father of many nations. 
But it also says that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Well, is this talking about only the natural seed of Abraham? Actually, it's talking about the seed of faith of Abraham. He planted the seed of faith in his family. And that seed has grown over the years. And you and I are part of that family today because of the faith of Abraham. And the seed he sowed in commanding his children and his household in the way of the Lord. He followed God's command. He took the torch, so to speak, and held it high. The word of God, the oil lamp on the lampstand, keeping it lit in the home all the way through the times of Sodom and Gomorrah. He was a keeper of the word of God, and he did it in his family. Here's a quote from Scott Brown, who is the director for the National Center for Family Integrated Churches. He says this, The history of the world begins with a father creating a world for his children, and it ends with him sitting with his son at his right hand. While these two great scenes provide much for fathers to learn, in between these two great scenes, we find the meaning of fatherhood to be explained in careful detail. Part of that detail comes from Psalm 78, verses 1 through 8. It says, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright, and whose spirit was not faithful to God. Well, this is what I would call God's plan for effective evangelism. Yes, the church is important, but the most effective place for mentoring and discipleship is the home. You see, we can't just mentor and disciple people in an hour and a half a week. It's going to take 24 hours a day through the thick and through the thin and seeing how we trust God and how we make it through tough times and how we praise him in the middle of challenges. And when times are good, we still give him all the glory. That's true mentorship. That's true discipleship. That's going to take living together, being at home. It's going to take a mother and a father raising up their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. True mentorship, true discipleship. Do you hear the command? What we just read in Psalm 78 was a confirmation of the law. It said that God appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Yes, it might be a law, but it only confirms the act of faith that Abraham did. It's saying what Abraham did was right, and the law is just to confirm it. You see, the only ones in the Bible anointed and appointed to raise up the children and the nurture and admonition of the Lord are their parents. Do we hear the command? Are we willing to receive it? Are we willing to repent and come back to the word and bring the word into our home? Scott Brown from the Master's Plan for Fatherhood quotes this saying, 
The kind of father that the Bible describes is hardly seen anymore. We need a new kind of father. But it turns out the new kind of father we need is the fatherhood of old that originated in God the Father. God has revealed in his word what this kind of father looks like. And then reading Deuteronomy eleven eighteen through 19. Therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. Are we willing to receive it? Do we have ears to hear? Can we hear it? Can we see it? Do we catch this prophetic word? Do we see this prophetic vision? If so, how do we do it? Well, stay tuned because we're going to talk more about this and how to do that as a father and as a mother. Are you ready to start a family revolution? Well, stay with me. Come back tomorrow, same time, same place, and same channel, and I'll tell you how. It's been God's plan all the way from the book of Genesis. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.